Radio Free Cybertron. Transformers. Rewind. Transformers Rewind, SOS Dinobots. Allow me to introduce Grimlock, Slag, and Sludge. Dinobots, huh? I thought you were supposed to make dinosaurs. <laughs> After some earthquakes, the Autobots examine the inside of their volcano and find dinosaur bones. After a quick tutorial from Spike, Optimus decides it would be a very good idea to let Wheeljack and Ratchet build the Autobots some dinosaurs. Find the Tyrannosaurus Rex. That was a walking fang factory. Very impressive. There they are, guys. Dinosaurs. Not very intelligent because of their tiny brains, but extremely powerful. If only we had some dinosaurs working for us. They'd really shake up the Decepticons. Hmm. I'm with you, Wheeljack. We could build robot versions of those oversized iguanas if it was okay with Optimus Prime. Robot dinosaurs might be useful. You have my authorization. It'll never work. Big waste of time. After the work is done and the Dinobots are activated, Optimus decided it was a very bad idea to let Wheeljack and Ratchet build the Autobots and dinosaurs, as the Dinobots have wrecked Teletran 1 and damaged several Autobots before being rounded up. Prime orders them locked in the closet forever. Hey, not the face, okay? Just had it crawl. Doesn't anything get to this guy? Dinobots must be destroyed! Wait! Maybe my magnetic inducer can stop them! There. But I beg you, Optimus, please, don't make me pull the plug on them. I'm sorry, Wheeljack. The Dinobots must never be activated again. They're too dangerous. The Decepticons, having not spent time on robot dinosaurs, have moved on to the Great Falls hydroelectric plant. Uh, the human workers try to send for the Autobots, but with Teletran 1 broken, the Autobots can't get at their email. But since Hound was scouting for Decepticon activity, he notices the trouble and calls for the other Autobots. Shutting down the generators. We need help in a big way. Calling Teletran 1. Teletran 1? No response. Teletran 1, come in, please! Prime's team confronts the Decepticons, and Megatron's super-powered blast knocks them into the river below, after which the Autobots are captured. 
Bumblebee and Spike tell Wheeljack what happened, and he and Ratchet put extra RAM in the Dinobots and send them out for a rescue. The Decepticons are powerless as the new toys steamroll them, while Wheeljack rescues the other Autobots. Later, Optimus sees he was wrong about the Dinobots and orders them locked in the closet again, but only until the Autobots need help. Okay, Optimus Prime, we admit we disobeyed your orders. And whatever punishment you have in mind, we deserve. But face it, Optimus Prime, if they obeyed your orders, you'd all be goners by now. Indeed. Sometimes even the wisest of men and machines can be in error. I have no reprimand for Wheeljack or Bumblebee. But as for the Dinobots, they have proven their value. The Dinobots shall remain among us. So, um, some interesting points here, like, you know, okay, these things are dangerous. Let's put them in the hole in the wall. Yeah, he, he, Optimus first wants them destroyed. You know, we got to get rid of them. But then he decides, yeah. well, they'll just stay in the closet. That's basically yeah. what happens with them. As a, as, a, as a, Since I was a kid, the one thing that has stuck out to me in this episode more than anything else is what an ass Huffer is. He is such a dick. But I thought you were supposed to build dinosaurs. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think it goes back to the family home entertainment uh, advertisement or on-tape advertisement for that episode because they make a point to call out what an ass he is by playing that clip. <laughs> he is such a little dick, and I hate Huffer for that. I mean, they're freaking awesome, gigantic robots dinosaurs they're stupid but you know they're probably built like on a tandy or something they probably use like spare parts from radio shack to build those build those guys they're pretty miraculous and so. it's not like all us other robots turn into other stuff i mean they're just robots yeah. not dinosaurs what's wrong yeah that's the stupidest thing i don't know why he would ever complain about that <laughs> huffer is xv yes yeah. huffer is xv he's even got the blue and the orange thing going on yeah. It's almost perfect when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Dinobots, how about that? It seems to me that before those memory upgrades are installed, they really don't have any kind of personality anyway. No. They're just robot dinosaur drone things. Yeah, there's not like like you said it's RAM and there's just not enough to execute like their personality subprogram. Their personality components aren't getting enough memory yeah. access. You know, this is being a season one episode. Um, I I haven't really gone back and watched many season one episodes over the years. I tend to focus on season two because it's so bad. Uh, but season one, it's there's some mediocre episodes, but the animation is just like so to me different than a lot of the later episodes. Like the way it's animated in this, it's more fluid. The, the all the characters, but especially like the Autobots, are more human-like. Even the drawings for them are like more slender. So they just look—they're less boxy in in this episode than like you will you would see like uh, in City of Steel or something from season two. There's you know with season frame. Once, I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead. This is a good point too. 
there, there's like one frame of Starscream there where, where he is. Uh, I think it's when he's complaining about Megatron's plan as usual, and just the the, the drawing is very dynamic yeah. and r- really n- nicely done. And then later in the episode, you see usual blocky right off the model sheet Starscream, and it looks so wrong. The other really weird animation thing there is that there, the close-up they use twice when Grimlock uses his energy breath, fire breath, whatever. It's traced directly from the toy. You can see all kinds of lines and details and hinges that are on the toy, but are never seen in the animation before or again. I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah, Rob pointed that out to me before I watched the episode, and it actually stood out when I knew to look for it. It was interesting and kind of a shame that uh, Grimlock wasn't that detailed all the time. Of course, that would have driven the animators nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, also, um, no, go ahead and finish. I can oh. wait. Okay, sorry. Last one. There's also a scene when they're constructing Slag where he has a lot more detail and, like, tons of rivets that you will never see again. Could he have been background at that point? Not sure. I think I think, I think he was moving, so possibly not, okay. but hard to say. You know, being that it is a season one episode and season one was only 16 episodes, it kind of makes sense that the animation quality would be a little bit higher for that. They wouldn't putting more money into fewer episodes. I imagine season two didn't have a lot more budget to work with for, what was it, 49 episodes? Something like that? Something like that. You know, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. And the animation of this episode, is, even for uh, season one, is unusual, the way they're drawn and the way they move. Um, I think only, like, uh, Roll for it had similar... Uh, similar style of animation to it. Yeah, I, I, I would I would agree with that. But in the end, it seems like the Dinobots kind of end up in a uh, Skyfire situation where, okay, we don't need you right now, so go away, and then when we need you again, we're going to come and get you back out. And it's interesting, though, when, the, when they actually finally became, like, everyday cast members, they basically were comedy relief. When yeah, back, three. Yeah, like, back, and back then, they were just, like, these gigantic, abominable, like, Doomsday weapons. <laughs> See, that's what I understand is they're trying to sell these toys. Why just bring them in for just one episode and then put them to rest for a while? Why not have them appear every episode trying to sell the toys? Well, okay. They appeared in this episode, then they weren't in the next one, but the one after that, they introduced the next two Dinobots. So right. it, wasn't, it wasn't a big stretch of time before the toys were advertised again. Which toys did they introduce in the episode in between? Skyfire. There you go. (laughs) But why not have them in every episode, like in the episode where they introduced Skyfire as well? I mean, I think um, part of the problem with it is that it's hard to construct a story around them when they're established as being unstoppable killing machines. Yeah, and and go back to like, especially stuff like Rebirth or uh, things like that, where they just have so many characters on screen, it's like impossible to keep track. So if they're really yeah. trying to sell these, they really want to focus on those characters. Mm-hmm. I was also thinking just, you know, in ter- terms of overcrowding in, in the cast in general, try- trying to prevent that, and also just paying all the voice actors, because does Greg Berger actually do anybody else in G1? Oh. That comes to mind. I didn't think so. Yeah, so, there, you know, there, there may be uh, budgetary concerns there. Maybe so. But, I mean, it's not like they're trying to sell... You know, one toy over any other. The Dinobots are special because they don't turn into cars, but they're no more or less important than Ironhide or Mirage. Are they? But they're slightly more expensive, weren't they? Or are they the same retail? Yeah. 
I, I seem to recall they're about 15, whereas the Deluxe Autobots are at around 10. 10 or 12. I think I paid that 12. That's so, I mean, I mean, I can understand why they might specifically focus on them just because mm-hmm. ROI is higher. Like with uh, Skyfire or, yeah. or Jetfire, I mean, he was significantly, significantly more, you know, not, not by today's standards, but by standards then. He was probably like 20. <laughs> by 84 standards, he's like $1,000. He was like, 20, he was like <laughs> 25 bucks or something like that. He would have been like the same as Optimus, maybe more. Sounds right. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't really buying toys in 1984, so... Yeah. been alive then. Yes, starting in January. Ugh. XV is slightly <laughs> older than the Transformers. But you're the same age as the GoBots, though. Didn't the GoBots come before the Transformers? Yeah. I thought they started in 83. They started... Uh, Transformers was, like, February or March, wasn't it? I thought, I thought it was fall. Was it fall? I thought, but the GoBots came out. I thought like a few months back in early '84. Never mind. <laughs> did the comic come out before the TV show for Transformers? Or? Yes, yeah, it did. Okay. Yeah. That was a useful tangent. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the cor- of course, again, Huffer is Nass. We can't forget that about this episode. Huffer's great. Huffer is dicks. Huffer is <laughs> dicks. <laughs> 